This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It's a show about local real estate, but it's a show that has the information you need to know to make informed decisions through every step of the real estate process, especially now because We've had challenges in the luxury market for a while, but you know there are a lot of markets that aren't quite as hot as they had been recently, and the Trues have the knowledge and the expertise to help guide you every step of the way through the process. So as you are working through uh, your considerations, whether you're looking to buy, sell, if you just have questions, even if you're not looking to make a decision anytime soon, like the truth, they're a resource always there for you at 561-972-8326, 561-972-8326. Or you can always get started right now if you're not already there at truerealestate911.com. Lisa, you have the latest information in front of you, and we were chatting a bit about this previously. The luxury market's been slow for some time, but it's really pretty sluggish right now. It is. And one of the things that we're seeing is that you have to have everything perfect. If you have your price off a little bit, it doesn't sell. If you have the condition that's not what is expected, it doesn't sell. And if the marketing's not right, it does not sell. You cannot guess at this. You have to get that formula correct. When you take a look at the overall numbers, in some cases, they paper over some of the challenges, especially in that luxury market. Because if you take a look at the overalls, you know, median sales price up nearly 8% year over year to 340000 And you know people take a look at that and they go, wow, okay, you know the market really seems like it's still doing pretty well. And in certain segments, yeah, you know uh, we have seen that the, the more affordable end has been uh, doing pretty well for quite some time. But that doesn't mean that the luxury market is. And the luxury market at this point, uh, you know, I was just mentioning to you, we have now, what, over $1,500 million plus listings in Palm Beach County? We do. And it's 16 months of inventory. I mean, if you think about it this way, and here's here's the bigger issue. We had 178 new properties come on the market. Okay, not that big a deal. Well, when you compare it to what sold, we had 93 in that same period that actually closed. So even if we didn't have all this buildup, it's twice as many pretty much that are coming on the market, right, to what's actually selling. And so it just is a compounding problem where inventory is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, Lisa, a lot of times people when, uh, you know, I'm, I'm describing, you know, whether I'm involved in a particular project or whatever, you know, people will characterize, uh, you know, a lot of times from a point of passion. And, and with me, I'll say I'm either all in or I'm all out. And you've always done that from a marketing standpoint. You're either all in or all out. The affordable properties get the same level of attention and expertise and, and dedication from a marketing standpoint that luxury properties do. But at this particular point, uh, what you're seeing with some of the marketing on, on the luxury properties, just plain deplorable, it sounds like. I've had several people call me. Their homes have been on the market. They Many of these homes are already vacant. They've moved on for various reasons. And when I pull up the property, I'm looking to see what part of the formula is off. Is it the condition? Is it the pricing? Is it the marketing? What I find is often, Brian, it's two of the three. Usually it's a pricing combination with, obviously, marketing. I looked at this beautiful home that is a million dollars and in a great community. And I'm like, where are all the inside pictures? There sure. was a couple. Yeah. And then the outside pictures was uh, an unfortunate rainy day in Florida. Shocker. We have those. 
and the agent never came back to replace those photos and so it really was kind of like a so what kind of a house online and the first thing we have to do is get the attention of both agents and people forget this agents select the properties they're going to show based on online sure so we have to first attract the buyer either through an agent or through the buyer themselves online then hopefully we have the opportunity to sell it in person so when we miss the way it's presented first and then where it's presented second we just missed the entire eyeball opportunity of the buyers and when you point out that for every 16 homes that are listed at that luxury price point, only one of them is going to sell. It really points out how that example that you just illustrated to where a rainy day, only a smattering of pictures, not really representative of the property itself, how that just doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. It it really uh, impacts, most of the time it impacts your price in a seller's market. In a buyer's market, which we are in a very strong buyer's market in the luxury market, in a buyer's market, it doesn't just impact you know the price you get. It actually impacts whether you get a contract or an offer, period. Well, it makes perfect sense because with that many properties to choose from, if something doesn't look special online, then why would anybody waste their time dealing with it? And so, uh, you know, it's not a surprise to hear stories like that and to see these types of you know things occurring. The other, um, you know, I, I remember even from times previous having looked at properties, you'll have real estate agents that might not even put up new pictures. It might be from a previous listing. Uh, have you encountered some of those types of situations to where you know, even, uh, you know, current pictures aren't being represented? You know, one of the interesting things is, is we're finding recently our beautiful pictures being represented from a, maybe two <laughs> years ago being online now, which is a copyright issue. Yes. Uh, and yet, yes, yeah, sometimes um, the uh, image is not always what the current uh, state of the property is, mm-hmm. both positively and negative. Sometimes right. it looks a lot better in person. Sometimes it doesn't. And yet we're really... Uh, you know, we kind of have a pledge as real estate agents where we're supposed to give an authentic view. So sometimes people over improve a property through editing. Today sure. we can do all kinds of things. <laughs> we want to make the home look, at least this is my perspective, the best it's ever looked, right? Sure. On the perfect day. It's kind of like the the Chamber of Commerce day, yes. right? Yes. Um, and yet I don't want a buyer to show up and say, Oh, is this the same house? Because sometimes that happens. They Setting the unrealistic it. expectation, yes. So one of the things that we have really um, dialed in is when we take a new property, we sit down as a marketing team and say, who is the person that or person types that would most love this property? And once we kind of have that you know, avatar or missing person, that we're looking yeah. for. We call them target listener profiles around Exa- here. And right. it's a target buyer profile and what you're talking about here. Exactly. And I think that all advertisers do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, only in real estate do we see this kind of one size fits all that, okay, this is what I do for marketing. If you're doing that or having that done to your home, they really are not 
looking for the right buyer specifically. They're just throwing it out there and hoping the buyer finds it. No question. And actually, to kind of elaborate on that point in a non-real estate way, just to, to illustrate. So, for example, if you tune into a radio station that's being intentional and that's well-pointed, um, you know, you, you might hear one of the obvious differences. Uh, you, you might hear somebody that's pointing a message towards your wife rather than your husband. But think about all the different considerations that flow off of that if you're targeting a man versus a woman. And then the demographics that are associated. Are you targeting uh, you know, someone who is in college or are you ta targeting the parent of that child that's in college? And everything that flows off of that. And, and when you're not being intentional at all and it's something as significant as real estate, oh my gosh, that's a huge problem. It is because... If somebody can't find it because we aren't being clear on who we're attracting, for example, if I have a country club listing and it has a mandatory golf membership, I'm going to be targeting people who love golf. Right. Right. Makes if you're going to spend fifty, hundred thousand dollars to join a club, you yep. better love golf, not just say, "Oh, I like to go play occasionally." <laughs> right. And so, being clear on who that is, if I have a two-bedroom house that's uh you know in the beach area and probably not targeting somebody with a lot of small children makes sense right so we're going to create the kind of who we're looking for who are tar we're targeting and then all of our marketing comes off of that so yes there's certain things we always do it's just of how we do it so we always do social media marketing and yet every time it's different because the demographic is different. Am I looking for, like you said, somebody who's buying an investment for their maybe college child who's up north that they're looking instead of paying dorm fees just to pay, you know, for them to live in an apartment. Wow, so yeah. there's a lot of ways that you can really tailor that and get the right people to see it and then get excited about it. And then when they look at the property, having it in a way that they say, oh, my gosh, I have to see that. And that's great marketing. And this needs to be part of the conversation, the interview process as well. You were sharing a, another story with me. We This goes back to you know, many years ago when we were having these types of conversations with regularity. Um, there are many more real estate agents back operating in, in Palm Beach County than there were you know, five years ago. But uh, you know, the, the problem has always been you'll have somebody who's a friend of a friend. I mean, you almost always know somebody through somebody, if not directly, that's in real estate. And then people go, yeah, but you know, they're, they're my friend or they're a friend of my friend. I got a recommendation here. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's a really bad way to, to go about making this decision, isn't it? I think you need to treat it like a business decision. And that's what we do when we hire people. So we may have a friend in, in a certain business, and certainly we're going to give that friend an opportunity, but we're going to look at it as what's best for our company. Sure. So if I have a, a home, especially a luxury home, then I'm going to say who, what company, what individual is going to represent me the best and not what are they going to do? What is their plan? Um, what is their experience level? So this person that took these pictures that weren't great, uh, we'll just put it that way, um, when I looked the agent up, they've done seven deals in a year. Ooh, okay, yeah. And none of them were over 250000 So you have a million-dollar property, and the agent's probably doing the absolute best they can. I believe in giving people the benefit of the doubt. And yet, if I have a million-dollar home in a 
very strong buyer's market. I don't want to be the learning curve for someone. I sure. want somebody who comes in. And I would challenge everybody who has a luxury property, if you needed to defend yourself in a million-dollar lawsuit, you wouldn't just pick somebody based on they're nice. Oh, sure. You would want somebody who Heck has yeah. a proven... <laughs> track record who's gonna win i mean i you know the example I, i've used with people you know when we were taking a look at your stats and outcomes you know talking about selling fast and and for the most money and, and taking a look at tens of thousands of dollars for the difference in the average property you know the, the way that i'll put it to some people would you write a 20 or thirty thousand dollar check to your friends just you know hey there my friend here's here's 30 grand no i mean even wealthy friends of mine wealthy associates of mine I don't know anybody who just does that. <laughs> and so yeah. you certainly shouldn't do that when you're talking about real estate. And by the time you're, that's on the average property, by the time you start talking about, you know, these million dollar plus properties, now we're often talking about $100,000 plus. Well, and the, the bigger challenge is that it causes people not to sell in this market. Sure. And that, yeah, plus not having the outcome you need. Yeah. Right. So yes, money is, money is important to, I think, everybody, right? I mean, I don't think there's anybody who, like you said, doesn't care about twenty or $30,000. Right. And yet, what re people really care about is doing what they want to do, right? If you want to move because you have a new job opportunity, you don't want to have that plan not happen because your house didn't sell, right? Right. Or if you want to move to be close to family, you don't want to have to say to your spouse, honey, we can't go because our home didn't sell. Sure. Right. So it's about helping our clients really understanding their goals and helping them achieve their goals and then telling them the truth of this is what reality is. Because the other thing in the luxury market is I think that people are looking at the overall statistics and they go, oh, the market is great. Right. And yet when you really start talking to people that are paying attention to the luxury market, and I'm not talking about agents, I'm talking about people that have homes in neighborhoods where there's three sales and over 50 for sale. And that is many of the luxury communities out there. And so there are some still hot pockets in the luxury market. I will tell you they're getting fewer and fewer and fewer. So you have to get serious if you really want to sell. Now, if you don't want to sell, take it off the market. Stop being part of the numbers right. that make this a challenge. Yes. However, if you want to, if you really want to sell, let's get serious. Well, it's good information, and you know, you take a look at the overall uh, in numbers again. You mentioned that uh, with a near eight percent increase in price. It seems to paper over things, but it's not just the luxury side that uh, we're seeing fewer closings, even on a relative basis year over year. We are seeing, uh, you know, despite the inventory, many fewer properties that are closing. Uh, so the, the market in general might not be as hot as it was, even on the more affordable end, right? I, I can tell you that the feeling on the street is that the market is not as hot, and this was before the impact of the hurricanes. And uh, we're seeing uh, concern over... Obviously, people that are delaying decisions. Um, now, the one good thing, because I'm, I'm getting a lot of calls, kind of panics from people, because remember, the market turned. We had our hurricanes 10 years ago, right? Sure. And then we had this market turn. And oh, everybody's yeah. saying, is this the start of the market turn? Well, we also had stupid lending going on at right. the same time, right? Yep. And so 
I do think we're going to start seeing some shifts in the market. I just don't feel they're going to be as catastrophic, obviously, as we had before, because there was so much cash in our market that it just encourages stability. However, the the person who's sitting on the fence who really needs to get off is the one who wants to sell, has a good reason to sell, and has been holding out for more money, even though they can make their move. And there's a lot of people doing that. You know, this thing called greed starts to come back in and we forget. And I don't think greed is also a good way to make financial decisions. Right? So No question. If you if you're in if you're in that boat and you've been like, I'm just gonna wait for a little bit more, I think you're the one who needs to be calling us before I have even maybe worse news for more people. Well, it's good information, and so the Troys, they're available for you seven days a week. They are ready to help at 561-972-8326. That's 561-972-8326. Or, if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com.